0: Good morning, I'm Alice Dempster. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Tuesday the 21st of March. In your squiz today, an Aussie soldier is accused of a war crime, she and Putin meet up, a big bank buyout and a baseball gesture grinds to a halt. This is your squiz today. It's been a long time since we've spoken about allegations of war crimes against a small number of elite Australian soldiers. And yesterday, former SAS soldier Oliver Schulz was arrested by the Australian Federal Police over the alleged murder of an Afghan civilian back in 2012. Claire, the AFP confirmed that he will be charged with the war crime of murder.
1: And Schulz's case is notable because it's the first time that a serving or former ADF member has been charged with a war crime under Australian law. Authorities focused on Schulz after footage was aired on ABC TV's Four Corners in 2020. That showed him shooting an Afghan man in a wheat field while on operation in the Uruzgan province of Afghanistan Uh, and he was later stood down by the Australian Defence Force. His arrest comes after an investigation by the Office of the Special Investigator. That was the specially formed body that's looking into allegations that Aussie troops committed war crimes in Afghanistan between 2005 and 2016.
0: That investigation was also assisted by the AFP, along with homicide detectives and intelligence officers. And just to take one more step back, this all stemmed from the Brereton Report, which was the inquiry that looked into whether there were cases that should be investigated after allegations of war crimes were made in public and in private.
1: And the results of that probe were made public back in November 2020. Uh, It was a huge shock at the time when it was released. Mm. Key among those recommendations made in that report was that there were 19 elite soldiers who they said should be investigated for the murders of up to 39 Afghan prisoners and civilians. That followed what they called cultural failings in our elite regiments uh, that developed a misplaced focus on prestige, status and power.
0: And Claire, as for Shuls, he was once awarded the commendation for gallantry for his service in Afghanistan But the next step for him is that he'll appear in court in Sydney in May. There's a long way to go, but if he is ultimately convicted, he faces a maximum penalty of life in prison. Yesterday, the Office of the Special Investigator confirmed it's still investigating other soldiers and more charges could be on the way. Speaking of war crimes, Claire, we mentioned yesterday that there's been an arrest warrant issued for Russian President Vladimir Putin, but he doesn't seem too worried about it. After his trips to Russian-occupied Ukraine and the annexed Crimean Peninsula over the weekend – He's due to meet with Chinese President Xi Jinping. She touched down in Moscow yesterday. That's for the catch-up with Putin. Uh,
1: he's called Putin previously his best friend. Uh, and there's lots of reading between the lines about what the visit's about. Most pundits seem to think that Putin will get a big morale boost out of it and that's because the invasion of Ukraine has been tougher than expected. There's military casualties that are mounting and Russia's reputation of course has been significantly damaged internationally. Mm. But Putin and Xi are pushing for what the experts call a new world order and that doesn't include in their minds the United States and Western nations dictating everything to them. Uh, So it hasn't gone unnoticed that Xi is in Russia just after his historic third term as the nation's leader was confirmed last week.
0: Yeah, that's right. One expert said it looks like China is entering a new era of confrontation with the US and Russia is a partner in that struggle. Reports also say that Xi is expected to have talks with Volodymyr Zelensky later this week about China's peace plan, something the Ukrainian president has said he's keen to do. There's been a lot of talk of an international banking crisis over the past couple of weeks, Claire. And yesterday, Europe's wobbliest big bank, Credit Suisse, was thrown a lifeline by its bigger rival, UBS – the Swiss government's arranged for UBS to pay the equivalent of $4.8 billion Aussie dollars for the troubled bank.
1: And $4.8 billion Aussie dollars might sound like a lot, but on Friday the bank's market value was almost $12 billion. Uh, but after days of panic in the market about the stability of financial institutions that have had some issues, uh, that of course followed the collapse of Californian Silicon Valley Bank, the government says that it had to act to stave off immediate concerns about a global financial crisis. Also, acting are the world's big central banks. They've agreed to maintain the movement of credit through the global financial
0: system. One expert said that is to do with liquidity flows, which a quick Google tells me (laughs) is about companies being able to meet their liabilities with the assets they have on hand And there will probably be more finance updates in the next couple of days, Claire. The US Federal Reserve is due to make an announcement on interest rates midweek.
1: Yeah, probably a bit more Googling too.
0: (laughs) Claire, the Great Atlantic Sargassum Belt sounds like it could be a new fashion trend taking off on TikTok, but (laughs) any squizzers who are up to date on their marine science will know that it's actually a massive pile of seaweed. In fact, it's being called a blob in news reports. And when I say massive, I'm not exaggerating at all. It's said to be twice the width of the continental US.
1: And that works out to be more than 8,000 kilometres wide. The reason that there's this seaweed blob making news (laughs) is that it's heading for Florida. Uh, It's also heading along the coastline, along the Gulf of Mexico. So there's actually quite a few islands in the way there. Uh, Sargassum isn't all that bad. What the scientists say is that when it's in the water, it's a moving ecosystem and it's really crucial for fish and for turtles and for other marine life. But things get difficult when that seaweed washes up onto shore, the algae starts rotting and then it releases these chemicals that smell like rotting eggs, which I can only just imagine how gross that is. (laughs) That can cause headaches and also irritate people's eyes, nose and throat. Uh, What Dr. Brian LaPont from Florida's Atlantic University, who specialises in seaweed, uh, he says that it can be a catastrophic problem.
0: Yeah, most of the seaweed isn't likely to make it to shore, but it could still be the biggest seaweed dump onto beaches that the region has ever seen. And Dr. LaPont said similar events could also start to happen more often. He says this is the new normal and we're going to have to adapt to it. There's a new trend in Japan, Claire, and it's all to do with American-Japanese baseball player Lars Nootbar. He's been playing for Japan in the World Baseball Classic, and although he wasn't well-known in the country beforehand, his popularity there has skyrocketed, along with his fairly unique gesture that he makes during games.
1: Alice, I spent way too much time on this as I was looking <laughs> through the videos of this fairly unique gesture. Basically, what he does is he holds his arms up and mimics grinding a pepper grinder. Uh, He's actually had props in the past where he uses a real pepper grinder. Uh, Basically, it just translates to him uh, calling on his teammates to grind it out. Uh, It's really a call to action to do the hard work and just get it done. And that gesture has become hugely popular across Japan. There are fans flocking to his games. Uh, That's really starting to take off. He's become a really big figure on social media, Uh, not taking to it very kindly though are Japanese high schools, they are cracking down on students replicating it (laughs) uh, as they take to the field for their baseball league games.
0: Yeah, the Japan High School Baseball Federation says it wants its students to abstain from unnecessary performances and gestures, and it says the fun should come from the game. So they're total spoil sports by the sounds. (laughs) (laughs) Squiz the Day, Claire. What do you have your eye on today?
1: Well, I've already told Squizzes enough about International Astrology Day. We did that on Saturday, Squiz, so we'll let that one pass by. It's also International Colour Day and, Alice, it's actually quite a structured thing. It's backed by professional associations uh, looking at people that work in design and architecture and the like.
0: Yeah, I had no idea this was a thing, but I looked it up and I love it. There you go. (laughs) And that wraps us up this morning. Thank you for listening. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Hello, it's Bryce here from Squiz Kids. Kids and fiscal policy go together like peaches and cream, which is why we're excited to present a special Squiz Kids Q&A this week